intercession. And that would marry that daughter with the spouse. This third Sunday of Lent, St. Paul, in our epistle, his epistle to the Ephesians, speaks of those who were in darkness in sin or their baptism, he's talking about here, who were involved in, well, he lists a whole litany of sins, fornication, uncleanliness, lust, and <clears throat> he says that uh, none of these who are really idolaters, because they're adoring the flesh instead of the true God, uh, will inherit the kingdom of heaven. Know uh, that we must be children of the light, and that light produces every kind of goodness and truth, because God himself is light. You know, we, we struggle with sin because of our fallen nature, and <clears throat> there's really been since the beginning of the human race, our fallen struggle with Freedom. God gives us free will. He made us with an intellect and a free will. An intellect to know Him, to know truth, and a free will to, to love the good, the true, and the beautiful. And when God commanded Adam and Eve not to eat the fruit of the tree of knowledge of good and evil, He was not limiting their freedom. That's a distortion of what really happened. God's laws, his commandments that we have to follow, do not restrict freedom. Rather, they direct and they guide us so that we may choose what is good, true, and beautiful. God made us. He knows what's good for us. He knows what will be our ultimate happiness. In fact, in himself, he promises this. And it is sin that really restricts freedom because sin reduces human choice to self-seeking and really self-worship. Every time we sin, we're worshiping ourselves rather than God. Okay. And <clears throat> this was the first temptation. You will be like gods. The serpent told us to Eve. And ever since our first parents fell for that lie, the human race fallen nature, our inclination to sin, it's called concupiscence, has been tempted to pursue this false freedom and has desired to break free from God and his laws. Now, Satan has always tried to pervert the sense of true freedom and true liberty, but especially this is true in our modern age, um, in our modern time. We have have an example of this in horrible acts of violence. Just one example is this, this young man who opened fire on his fellow students in Florida and, and killed them. You wonder what, 
what motivates a person to do such, either to others and then to oneself. And social commentators, psychologists, have noted that this young man, as well as others, other, other shooters, you know, who have opened fire on others, um, live lives of isolation from others. This is part of their explanation for, for what has happened. And that may be true, yes. They're usually isolated people. And but what's the cause of this isolation? In our modern era, I think one of the explanations for this is the thought of the so-called Enlightenment philosophers, whose philosophies reveal that their minds were really darkened when they rejected the truth of Christ and his church and promoted a false notion of human freedom. Satan is always trying to promote this false notion of freedom. The Enlightenment philosophers of the 18th century especially, they, they helped greatly in Satan's plan. These thinkers pushed the idea of the autonomous individual who no longer has or even needs common ties of kith and kin, of family, of neighborhood, of a close-knit community. And the autonomous individual is just that, it's autonomous, can make up his own moral code to live by, decide for himself what rules he will follow, if any, and act however he sees fit. There's a famous quote that I believe sums up perfectly this mode of, of thinking. You may have heard it before. I have uh, used it from this pulpit, I think on more than one occasion, because it's worth hearing over and over again. And I'll, I'll read it once more. At the heart of liberty is the right to define one's own concept of existence, of meaning, of the universe, and of the mystery of human life. Now before I tell you where this came from, I'll just say, let's, let's apply this false notion of liberty to this young man, the school shooter in Florida. He may have been depressed and angry, and he sees no real purpose to his life, and living in isolation can cause this. I'm sure his family life contributed to this, but not everyone with a bad family takes up a gun and starts shooting one's classmates, okay? Well, being depressed and angry, he may just decide to take his anger out on others, especially maybe those he envies, those he sees as are happy, lead happy lives, others who may have mistreated him or his perception is may have failed to love him. He decides to unleash his anger upon them and end his own life, his own existence, which he sees as meaningless. And you know, this false notion of liberty has really permeated, permeated our, our society, our culture. According to the definition of liberty I just read, this young man is free to follow through with his plans. That's because the heart of liberty, after all, is the right to define one's own concept of existence, the meaning of life, not only for himself, but for others as well. Others, yes, others, whether they're strangers, 
or neighbors or classmates or our children living in their mother's wombs. You see, the line I quoted it was composed by the eldest member of the U.S. Supreme Court. His name is Anthony Kennedy in the 1992 Planned Parenthood versus Casey decision was used as a justification to keep legal the killing of unborn children in the womb through abortion. That's because we have freedom to, to define our own meaning of existence, meaning of life, so on and so forth. This, this thinking, I'm sure, contributes to, to this violence that we see. And as does abortion, because if, if you can kill innocent children in the womb, well then no one is safe. Everyone is, is a victim or a potential victim to one's anger or whatever. You know, God created us, and he did so out of love. He loves us, he wants what is best for us, and he knows what is best for us because he made us. And he sent Jesus Christ as our Redeemer, as our Savior. And Jesus is the light that has come into this world. St. Paul exhorts us, live as children of light. As children of light that produce every kind of goodness and justice and truth. Well, God desires this of us because, as I said, he wants our happiness. Let us recall, remember to live by that simple but profound teaching of the Catechism we learned as children. Why did God make you? To know him, to love him, and to serve him in this life, and to be happy with him forever in heaven. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen.